Pure, authentic conversation. That's soulfully casual. So grab your favorite beverage, sit in your favorite chair. Here is your host, Maddie Ice. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Soulfully Casual podcast hosted by Maddie Ice. And this is, of course, a Maddie Ice Media Network production. How'd everybody fare over the weekend? I think I had a pretty good weekend for the most part. The weather is definitely turned into that fall weather that I absolutely love. We're not quite there yet. We're not quite getting those crisp mornings, but it is nice to be able to go outside and enjoy yourself while not necessarily having to deal with being cold or being too hot. It, it has been wonderful. Uh, the month of October is almost over, and I cannot believe I'm saying that. And in doing so, of course, we are going to close out the themed episodes that I've had on Thursdays that have related to Halloween. And up until now, I've tried to keep the show a lot more lighthearted than it has been. And I really struggled to think about what I wanted to talk about in this last episode that was not related to Halloween. And it dawned on me over the weekend as I was finishing up a series with my wife, and I've talked about this a little bit before, but one of the things that my wife and I have done to sort of reinsert ourselves into this relationship once we had children, and I say reinsert and I mean to continue to pursue each other. That's one of the biggest pieces of advice that I received, and I received that from my freshman year roommate, Adam. And one of the ways in which my wife and I try and do that is we try to have time during the week, and it's usually at night, it's usually after our son has gone to bed, where we sit down and do something together. And it doesn't necessarily always constitute no phone time the way that we do on Thursdays, but this weekend, we decided to get into the series Ted Lasso, and I mean season two. I've talked about how we discovered that during the pandemic a little bit earlier in the year, and it was such a breath of fresh air, season one. And season two came out and we are not the kind of people that generally tend to get into something right when it comes out. We let it uh, marinate, so to speak. We waited and we wanted to watch it all at once. And it turns out we were able to do that. So we decided to uh, sit down and watch it recently. And we got into season two and season two was delightful. But I kind of wanted to get into that because there's so many things that happen in the show that are such a microcosm of life. And I wanted to sort of get into that. So one of the things about Ted Lasso that I love so much is about the positivity. Now, it's not all positive, right? And so often when we look at TV, when we look at movies, there has to be some strife. There has to be something in there that is sort of a negative. And while Ted Lasso does have some of that, most of it leaves you feeling positive, or at least it leaves me feeling positive. So the main character, Ted Lasso, is an American football coach who lives out in the Midwest. I believe he's from Illinois somewhere. I think I said in the past episode where I just talked about this very, very briefly that Ted Lasso is a character that really speaks to me, mainly because he reminds me of a member of my family. My Uncle Jesse is from Illinois. He is from, I think, Central Illinois. And Uncle Jesse, if you're listening to this, I apologize if I got it wrong. But he has the same kind of, uh, you know, middle American charm as Ted Lasso does. He's very, very childish at heart, and I don't mean that as an immature. Uh, He loves childish things. He loves to make pop culture references. I remember as a kid, my cousin Josh, and Josh was his son, my cousin Josh and I would play video games with him, and we watched wrestling with him. My Uncle Jesse took me to a professional wrestling event when I was like eight years old on my birthday. It was wonderful. He was that guy. He always was positive. He always had something nice to say. He always wanted to laugh. He always wanted to joke. And now that I've gotten older, I can see so many of the similarities in my Uncle Jesse and in Ted Lasso. And one of the things about Ted Lasso that strikes you immediately as a character is the fact that he is so positive. He's also very loquacious, which can be very off-putting for some people. And I say that as an introvert. Somebody who is an extroverted introvert, I can find people like that a little bit off-putting. But at the same time, in the context of this show, I do find it very endearing 
mainly because it has a personal connection with me to somebody from my family. But over the course of the two seasons, we have found out that Ted, even with his positivity and his over sense of charm, isn't somebody who is uh, perfect by any stretch. He's going through a divorce. He's mile, thousands of miles away from his child. Uh, he does, he's coaching a sport, uh, international football, that he doesn't really know a whole lot about. And he's really there at the beginning of the show because he wants, or he is being used as a way to mock the team. Uh, and there, But there's something about him that has grown over the course of these two seasons, and I just really, really appreciate that. And one of the things that I appreciate most about the show is how in-depth they go with their characters. As I've gotten older, I've become so much more critical about television. I, I don't want just that, like, pop bubblegum type television, right? Like the, the eye candy, so to speak. I really need some substance, and I generally watch my television with a very critical eye. Not because I'm some snob who doesn't like television. I love trashy television just like the next person, but I'm talking about being critical of it and watching the storytelling, looking at the character development, the music that they use. I love the the art of putting together creative materials like this. I used to make YouTube videos. I obviously put together podcasts. I love doing a lot of that stuff and watching it with a critical eye. I can see the writing. I can see the way that they've decided to put something together. I can sort of see the production and I love all of that stuff. And so watching this show, it has been so wonderful to do that. One, because it obviously makes for a good time. And two, because I think that they have gone out of their way to try and do their best to make a quality show. That sort of speaks to the paradigm that we're in right now. Television is in a golden age, in my opinion. I may or may not have said this in previous episodes, but I really feel that in today's day and age, when we are oversaturated with content, it's a good thing as it relates to television and movies. And I say that because we have so many more choices. We're not just force-fed something that we have to like, whereas Apple TV Plus and all these other streaming services allow us an outlet to be able to find something that everybody likes or something. There is something for everybody. It's not something that everybody likes, but there is something for everybody. And while Ted Lasso has gotten a lot of criticism for the way that its show is put together, it's something that speaks to me. So there is that. But I feel like there are uh, some main themes that sort of come up over the course of the two seasons, and I find them to be very, very applicable to our daily lives. And let's go over some of those. So the first thing I think is the power of positivity. Now, obviously, Ted Lasso shows up. He's coaching a sport that he doesn't know a whole lot about. He's coaching a team of players that doesn't really feel that he is the best fit for them. And over the course of time, he gets them on board with his ideals, right? His idea of believing, his idea that team first is more important than winning, that wins are obviously a great accolade to achieve, but ultimately it's about the team building. It's about putting together a group of individuals who are there for a common goal. And eventually, once you get there, once everybody is on the same page and everybody is fighting for the other teammates, then you're going to achieve whatever goal it is. And in this case, in sports, it's winning. And so I like that. I like the way that he has endeared himself to the team. I like the way that he has stuck to his guns. And his, his uh, methods may not necessarily be perfect, but I do like the way that he sticks to them, that he believes in them. And obviously, there is something to be said about that, because many, many times in life, we encounter somebody who says, well, you should do it this way. But you know that there's no conviction behind their feelings, right? They don't believe what it is that they're saying. They're just telling you this because they think it's the right thing to say. And there's something about genuine nature, authenticity, and that's one of the things that I strive for on this show. And I think when you listen to my words, you know that I mean them. I'm not just saying them for content re reasons. And that's the thing I think is what's so great about Ted Lasso is that he's not saying those things just because. He actually does believe them. And that leads to 
the other theme is personal growth in the time of adversity. And this is something that's very, very difficult for us to do, I believe. It's so much easier to be negative than it is to be positive. When we, when we are going through very, very difficult times, it's so much easier to focus on all of the things that are raining down upon us. As the saying goes, when it rains, it pours. And I certainly can understand that. But a lot of times it's the adversity that allows us to grow. So much of what makes our most painful moments or what makes our most awful moments, when we look back on our lives, we realize that they actually taught us something. And this goes to the ideal that everything happens for a reason. And that's why I say that it's difficult sometimes to achieve personal growth when you're going through a time of adversity, because it's very difficult to look at what you're going through in the moment and say, oh, I know why this is happening. Most of the time, the question is in reverse. It's why is all of this happening to me? And so many of the characters kind of go through that. And I really, really like that it's out there. Um, as it relates to personal growth, there's a lot of characters who are having sort of a coming of age within this series. And then sometimes when that happens, when you go from being at your lowest low or feeling like you are completely insignificant to a vast majority of the world and you are all of a sudden taken seriously by somebody and you are elevated, it feels good but there is a tendency sometimes to let your ego get in the way. This yearning to be seen, this yearning to be accepted sometimes is so vast that even when you are accepted, even when you have reached the pinnacle of what it is that you're looking for, you want more. And I think sometimes when we get to the top of that pinnacle, we want more, but in doing so, we think that others should have less because we feel as if we have earned this. We feel as if we should jump over people. And a lot of times it's just, hey, now we're on the same level so everybody can eat. And I think we see that with some of the characters in this show. I think the phases of life is another thing that sticks out to me. So many of the characters are going some change in their lives that is really, really difficult to go through. First of all, Rebecca, the owner of the club, is going through a big divorce, right? She's on her own for the first time in a very long time in her life. She's being separated from somebody who probably is taking care of her financially in so many ways. And now she's trying to strike through on her own as an independent, powerful woman. And it's difficult to do that sometimes because she's always associated with this other man. Ted Lasso is obviously going through a phase with his divorce going through, being away from his child, right? And, you know, sort of trying not to embody what his father was when you find out that his father was never there because he worked all the time. And then his father committed suicide and you realize that he himself is no longer with his child because he's out coaching in England somewhere. You kind of think, well, this is a different phase for Ted. And also the stuff that happened in season two, when you're looking at his therapy sessions with the doctor, right? And you start to get to know how Ted become, became Ted. A lot of what he you see from him is a, is a facade in many ways. It's to really cover up the insecurities that are there. And that's another phase that he's going through. Like you see how this is starting to affect him with the panic attacks and so forth. And then of course there's Roy. Now Roy Kent is one of the oldest football players on the club. I think he's either close to 40 or in his 40s in, in the show. And he has a horrific knee injury and he has to retire. Many times in real life, we see the fact that these athletes go through this, that many pro athletes have been an athlete for so long in their lives and their life's dream comes to an end at such a young age comparative to how long that we live. And you might think to yourself, well, 40s, you know, it's old, but it's not that old. Well, imagine if you had something that you wanted to achieve your entire life and it was over before you turned 40, that you aged out of it. There's nothing that you could do about it. And there's a lot of processing that takes place when you're trying to figure out what to do in those next phases. I mean, people who are older who have worked their whole lives still go through it. Now imagine being an athlete and having all of that end. And it's not just your playing career ending. There's so many things from your regimen, your schedule, you know, needing to be somewhere, needing to be training. There's so many things that come with being an athlete. And I've had a friend 
Actually, I had him on the show, I think it was in episode 52. His name is Brett, and he played baseball, I believe, in high school and maybe even in college. I want to have him on to talk about this. He's wanted to, talking about how hard it is to adapt when you go from being an athlete to a non-athlete. And I think Roy is going through that, and he goes through it even more in season two, trying to figure out what he's going to do when he starts the season hanging out with the old ladies watching The Bachelor or what, or the Ted Lasso equivalent of The Bachelor. And then he realizes he needs something to do. He needs something to fulfill his life. And he goes through the entire journey of being a pundit. And then all of a sudden he's, you know, he's coaching and that's where he realizes that he needs to be. I think the most important theme that has come up through Ted Lasso, and this is just because I think that it hits more than sports, but I think sometimes we generally tend to see this in sports less than we do in real life. And that's mental health. Mental health awareness is very, very important. In a previous episode where I talked about my eating, I talked about the hashtag 100 days of mental health awareness and that I was listening to a podcast called Health Talks with JD. And and JD is somebody who I've connected with on Twitter. We've connected on Good Pods and, you know, talking about mental health, like there's so many different avenues for mental health, right? There's so many different ways in which mental health can affect our daily lives. And it's sort of like, Uh, a spectrum so to speak like not everybody has the same issues like everybody who suffers from some mental illness doesn't necessarily suffer from depression or doesn't necessarily have suicidal thoughts just this past weekend when we were watching college game day there was about i think three adopted brothers and they all played football this was i think the quarterback for wake forest university right now and his older brother played football at elon he was 21 years old and they talked about how he had taken his own life and the mom the adoptive mom had talked to him right before it happened. And she realized that there was nothing that she could do, that he was already gone. And this idea of, well, I wish I had known a little bit more. And I think with mental health, we always ask ourselves this, but this comes up in Ted Lasso when he has a panic attack in the middle of their biggest match of basically his coaching career uh, for the team for AC, you know, AFC Richmond. And they kind of go through what it means, you know, what, what Ted goes through with this, like not knowing how to say, how to talk about it not knowing how to be public about it. And there's sort of a progression that goes through and towards the end of the, of the second season, one of the people on the coaching staff, Nate, who has the issue with ego, ends up leaking to the press on purpose that Ted had a panic attack, that he suffers from anxiety. And I think what was great is it allowed the character Ted Lasso to speak to it. And in doing so, it gives credence to the fact that many people, athletes included, go through this. And I think sometimes when we look at athletes, we expect them to be superhuman. We expect them to always just go out there and play or shut up and dribble or something like that. And honestly, I think that this was a great topic that they brought up. Um, But there's something about this show that somehow manages to take all of these really important themes in life. And these are not silly themes. Many of these are serious things that we go through. Life itself is is full of phases, right? We generally tend to feel differently and go through different you know, avenues in our lives. And sometimes we're not sure why we're going through it. There's a reason why they call it the midlife crisis because we feel some, some different sense of, man, my life is so close to over or it feels that much closer to over. When we're young, when we're teenagers, when you're in high school, when you're in college, you feel like you have your whole life ahead of you. You feel invincible and you don't really think about mortality. I think for me at 27, having that heart attack, it allowed me to think about mentality a lot more than most do. And I came to grips with the fact that we only get one of these lives. And so 
in the midst of this really positive show. And that's one thing I have to say about it is every time that I watch it, even though there's very serious content that they have started to put in there, especially in season two, uh, in the last few episodes, there's something positive about it. I left, I'm left feeling good. I used to say that if I needed a pick-me-up, I always would watch Remember the Titans because watching that movie, especially the transition and going through the end, it would always make me feel good. Seeing a team overcome something such as racial biases and, and racism, even back then when we weren't quite as aware of it as we were. I mean, if you think about 2000, 2001, we were aware of it, but think about all the things that have changed in that time period. Think about all of the microaggressions that we just never recognized, even the macroaggressions, the systemic nature of it. And now here we are trying to fix and remedy some of that. And it takes a long time to do that. But the recognition of it obviously is very important. But, you know, seeing all of that used to make me feel good. And I think Ted Lasso is becoming another installment in that series, if you will. There's something about it that I find so charming. It makes me feel good. It makes me laugh. And seeing all of the characters go through what they're going through, even the negative aspects of it, even Nate turning on Ted, even Nate feeling neglected and understanding that there is something to be said about what Nate is going through, right? Understanding that, yeah, Ted has changed a lot, but you fundamentally know that Ted is doing everything that he can to be a good person. And ultimately, I think that's the theme of the show. The show in and of itself is trying to be the best show that it can be. It's trying to stick to being something positive while also introducing real life aspects because being positive and always being that positive ray of light around the people that you know is difficult sometimes. I think sometimes all we, we always are assumed that we're going to be in a good mood. It's always assumed that you're going to give that positive vibe to the people around you. And sometimes you just don't have it in you. My late mother used to say, sometimes I just don't feel like being on. And I know where I get that from. When I look at my parents, I understand that now, right? And when I look at the characters in Ted Lasso, I see so much of my life in, in that, even though I don't play soccer, right? I'm not somebody who makes a lot of money. I don't have a high profile job, uh, or at least I don't think I have a high profile job. And maybe this is considered high profile if you think about how many people could potentially listen to this. But ultimately, I feel like they do. I feel like I, going through my life, have times in which I'm learning, times I'm trying to get better, persevering through adversity. And I think everybody can relate to that. And that's what that show has done for me. And my wife and I love it so much just because it's something that can take our mind off of what real life is about. Even though we can relate to the things that are happening in the show, we still feel like there's something that allows us to escape. And that's what makes great television a lot of times. Sometimes we watch content because we want to relate to what's going on and relate to it in a way that we can sort of commiserate with what is going on. It's why we watch romantic comedies if we've gone through a breakup. It's probably why we watch sad movies if we're grieving, you know, that kind of thing. We want to sometimes be a part of it because we can sort of live vicariously through those people or feel as if they're, you know, living what our struggle or living what we're going through. But in this case, even though there's many things that I can see that are applicable to my life, ultimately it's the positivity that really gets me and i love that about it and i don't think i need to go in more in depth into the show i don't think i need to do a episode by episode review all i will say is that you won't be disappointed if you watch it if you just understand that it's not necessarily about being critical about television it's not necessarily about you know commiserating with somebody else's pain it's about it's about overcoming adversity and using positivity to get there relying on the people around you. And I think today, now more than ever, we can use that. 
your neighbor, it doesn't have to be your next door neighbor. Your neighbor is another human that you can connect with. That person can help you and you can help them. And we are heading towards the season of giving thanks and giving back. November and December are filled with ways in which we can help out our fellow neighbor through positivity, through giving. And I'm gonna be highlighting that in November and December. I have a lot of ideas for what I wanna do. You know, it's fun to do the, the themed episodes and certainly Christmas will be full with full of that around Thanksgiving. But I also wanna give you the opportunity to understand how you can give back and how you can give thanks. And Ted Lasso is sort of pushing me in that direction, knowing that there's ways in which I can improve. And the first thing that I can do is embody the team that is around me and that is the human race. Even in the face of adversity when I know that so many humans out there don't care about another human being. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you haven't checked out Tad Lasso, please do so. Uh, it's Apple TV Plus. I understand that you have to pay for yet another service, but it's totally worth it. And there's a lot of other stuff on Apple Plus. Uh, Mythic Quest is wonderful for all you nerdy, geeky people out there like myself who used to play World of Warcraft, but it's so much fun and it's more along the lines of comedy, but it's very, very good. Uh, if you want to connect with the show, let me know if you like Ted Lasso. Let me know if you're a fan or maybe you think that everything that I said was completely wrong and you're not a fan and you don't see what I see. Soulfully Casual Podcast and Instagram, of course, uh, at Maddie Ice Media is our Twitter handle. And of course, visit MaddieIceMedia.com to submit an inquiry or, of course, to check out all the other podcasts that we have, like Political Football, like The Manual, and of course, Sneaker Love with Maddie Ice, which is our newest venture by me, Maddie Ice. I hope everybody has a great rest of the week. I will talk to you on Thursday, and we're going to close out the history of Halloween. And Halloween is on Sunday, and I can't wait. So hug your loved ones, everybody. Take care. I'll talk to you on Thursday. Peace. The opinions and viewpoints expressed on the Soulfully Casual podcast are those of Matty Ice and not necessarily those of the Matty Ice Media Network. The Soulfully Casual Podcast is exclusively owned by Matty Ice and is brought to you by the Matty Ice Media Network.